is uh, this is hot. Hello and welcome back, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Welcome back to the Main Street Podcast. My name is Senzo. I'm Lisedi. Yeah. Yo, so, um, last time Lisedi was in the, was in the podcast, people didn't get to see you. <laughs> they just heard your voice. Well, I was you hoping know. they would always just hear my voice, but well, here we are. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you need to step out of the shadows. Lisedi is out of the shadows, everyone. Ah. Um, How many um, <laughs> Never wrecking. Yeah. No, don't worry, man. I love the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the mics don't bite. <laughs> or the camera. It doesn't bite. Yeah, man. Um so thank you very much for, for tuning in. Uh don't forget, please subscribe, like, share, do all that good stuff. Um, Hit that button. And the notifications as well, so so that when we, we release uh, new stuff, uh, you you can just uh, get a, a reminder. Also, Spotify podcast, we are here. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to Spotify podcast, thank you very much. Apple podcast as well, thank you very much. You can find us there. Yeah, you know, in the traffic, man, just uh, take the audio. Yeah, I've done I've done it as well um, from from this podcast and also just just other podcasts mm. it's very nice you know just listening to to uh, to <laughs> our th- uh, voices instead of my piano i feel like i'm, a piano. <laughs> I'm tired of my piano man nah, you can't be, i man. i'm tired of my <laughs> piano every time i switch on the on the radio that's what happens so um happy new year man oh man yeah happy new year as well how how, how was it how was it especially you you have evolved into an entrepreneur. Okay, <laughs> kids. Lesedi is an entrepreneur now. That's why you know he likes sitting in the shadows because people in the shadows usually also get the money. So um, how was it, man? Your evolution to man. because it, it it happened when late last year, right? Well, it it can't, we can't say it happened late last year. It just manifested or it showed. But it's something that's been happening in the pipeline. In the pipeline, underground, just being quiet about it. <laughs> you understand? So the journey has been tough and tiring. But uh, what I love most is the process of it, yeah. what it makes you, or who it makes you. It, it, it cultivates you into someone better or someone you never knew about yourself. Yes, so what am I looking at right now? <laughs> which, which version of Lesedi am I looking at now? Yeah. Looking at the go-getter, you're looking at yeah. a guy who doesn't care anymore about people's opinions, but who does what he has to do. Yeah. Yeah, looking at that guy. Fearless. Fearless, man. Fearless. No, it sounds like a good place to be. Yeah, I mean, sure. I, I mean, in front of a camera. Yeah, I, I would never. I you would stepped never. out of the shadows. <laughs> no, I man, that's never. good, man. I'm, I'm so, I'm so glad. Um, I know, obviously, it's always difficult, but mm. you know, and it doesn't change, right? You just get stronger at dealing yeah. with stuff, right? That's, that's what I'm talking about. The, the process it makes you someone who you thought you were not. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had to fire someone already? No. Unfortunately, <laughs> no. I don't you look forward to, no, no, to no, fi- no. firing oh, someone? No. I think that's the part that's gonna take a while for me to get there. 
Yeah. I still have a soft heart, but well, people are people. They always mess up and they don't care. It's your business, it's your yeah, stuff. You or they just want money at the end of the month. That's it. You must drive now. You must, you must drive. Yeah. No, man. You know, from, from a, a storyteller perspective, mm. it's not like I look forward to it. Um, but, you know, when you are working with people, working with actors and stuff, sometimes you are just too deep to fire someone. But it kind of does feel good when you've let go of that person who's just bringing the whole thing just down. down yeah. 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 So it's just that, you know, sometimes you find that you might, might already be in a contract or mm. something like that. And you have to never, that's the difficult part, mm. is how do you turn this person into a, a champion that you can trust in making this thing. Whereas with you, yeah. you can easily just fire someone if they're messing <laughs> up, right? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, It's easy. But I, I also, it de depends on the person's hunger. There are those people who are just not hungry enough. Those are, I think, they're the easiest to let go. And then there are those, you can see the potential, you can see the hunger, but... But it's... <laughs> 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 but it's just not coming together, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 not coming together. So that's where the hardness is when you can actually see the person's potential. If they can just tweak just those two or three things, and then they'll be good to go. Then it's hard to let someone like that go. Is it harder when someone has the hunger, but they just don't have the the skill? They don't have the thing, man. They don't have the stuff that's required. So th they might maybe be professional and stuff but they just don't have that that eye or that ear or that hand is it, is it even harder when it's like that yeah yeah it's very difficult but those are the people i don't let go yeah you know why in the long run they develop that those that that little thing that you want they do develop it yeah because they do care they have the hunger, they, they have the skills, but there's just some fine tuning. So that's the process that I'm talking about. Yeah. That's where you push them. You push them until they get to to that point. Those ones, I, I, I would never, I, would, I wouldn't, unless there's a deal breaker, yeah, until maybe they're stealing or something. Yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't just let go of those ones. It, it, just yeah. to go. Mm. So would you rather just ANC the whole thing, just to redeploy them? <laughs> yeah. If they were at the back, you put them on the front or something I, like that. I think that's what the parliament <laughs> does. They always reshuffle. They can't let go. All right. No, man. It sounds. It sounds like a. Um, it sounds like a, you, You've moved. Like you've moved. You've shifted. Um, but how? How did you? How did you end the year? I like to believe I ended the year with a bang. I, because most of the goals I've set out later in the year, I, I was able to reach and almost overdo them. You understand, which uh, makes it easier for me to start this year. I was thinking to myself, Wuti, for me, my year does not quite start now because I my plans they started later on the year. Yeah. So it's like a continuation for me. Just yeah. a New Year by the continuation. So uh, that's why it ended with a bang, because it didn't actually end. And it was quite good in the, uh, at the end of the year, towards the end of the year. Things were going very well. 
you know, my projections moving the way that I would wanted them to, yeah. and overcoming those things. There's a, a, you know, customers, man, they change now, 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 now. So those are some of the things that you look and you see with, okay, people can change. How do you, how do I fit into they are changing yeah and if you're able to do that be flexible enough then keep on rolling keep on going so i ended the year with a pretty good record uh how, how, how did you end the year man uh, well it's almost the same as you as you where it doesn't feel like a, a year ending yeah it's more of just like yeah of course we crossed over from jan one to year december, to another <laughs> in december to jan but it doesn't feel like i crossed over i think it's it, it also c- plays comes in in terms of like how I celebrated the festive season, which mm. w- wasn't very much mm. because it, to me, it w- there, w- there wasn't an end that we are heading towards <laughs> and then a new beginning. No, yeah. it was just more of like just continuing. It was a grind. Yeah. 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 So for me, I didn't, I didn't, uh, it didn't feel like a, a new, a new year or the, the ending of the year. It was just, you know, continuation of that i think i only relaxed or took a break from the 28th of december yeah till i think the fourth from before that i was waking up every day four o'clock i was up working that's why i i, I concur with what you're saying it didn't feel like you were celebrating or something towards the end because yeah just go it's just a continuation yeah ah no man good but you know, I know there are people out there who are still, um, you know, they're still sort of like easing their way into the year mm. and stuff like that. Others are still coming back from holidays and stuff. Um, how did you, in your continuation, do you did you feel that okay now things are a little bit kind of quiet, easy, or yeah, I did actually. I felt the quietness, especially in Ekasi, it was just a bit quiet. Mm. But for me, it made me work even more to reach out to further places for more customers because the ones I'm used to, no, um, they're not as much. Yeah. Hence, I'm saying, I, did, I still did reach my targets because I reached out, man. I reached out. If, for example, I was working in Newtown, I had to reach out to south, more south of, 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 of town, more east, and you know. So it was a bit quiet and slow. However, I was working as normal as I would because yeah. I had to, you know, move the territory even more, even further. What's it like having employees? It's stressful. Never had an employee. It's stressful. Well, I have a part-time employee, but it's, it's still stressful. I think it's the same because to them it's not as important as it is to you. To them it's just I'm doing this, getting my money, or I'm expecting whether we met the target or we did not. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, they don't. I don't care. For example, uh, I I run a bakery to those out there. So let's talk about bread. Uh, what time is it now? I think from a half past one heading for two o'clock. By this time, you'll find you'll see there's only about 20 loaves left. And the person would be relaxing, not thinking, would he, uh, 
uh, three or four more people who want bread. We need yeah. bread because it's that time and children are back from school. So they need to do more bread. They will not yeah. get back to the bakery. Why is there no bread? Yeah. No, the bread is not moving. And then Fort Logyashire, people want bread. There's no bread. Yeah. They, and the last, they, last yeah. 20 loaves went out in They went out minutes. very fast. Yeah. Because they can't think, you would know. At this time, people, they show up like so much. So it's, it's employees, man. They're like children. You need to think for them. You train them and then you also think for them. <laughs> <laughs> so they just want to be told what to do. Yeah. They don't want to, to think for themselves. They want to be told what to do and when to do it and how to do it. And I think that's the reason why it worked. There are managers and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, 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 quite a, it's quite stressful. Yeah, kids, you heard it. Um, let's say they run a, a bakery, man. It's, 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 um, it's something that's very inspiring, um, especially because, well, you're going you're gonna to tell everyone now, because you are not just getting the bread somewhere and then just maybe, I don't know, add a markup or whatever mm. and then pushing it to people. You are like in the thick of the value chain, man. <laughs> yeah. Give give them give them the process of like from how it begins on your on your business to where someone walks in and buys it. Hmm. Oh, you mean the okay, making the bread or yes. So I know obviously you don't you don't own a wheat farm or something. <laughs> like that. As, far, as far as I know. You don't uh, own well, a wheat farm, but well, I know the, that the ultimate make plan the bread. would be, you know, for, for a baker would actually to go that high in the value chain yeah. to have access to such things. But now we get our ingredients from suppliers in, in uh, these factories. Before I came here, I actually bought two packs of yeast, 500 gram, 500 grams, so one kg. Um, Tomorrow they're going to deliver more because I was on my way here, so I, I had to buy. Then you, you buy yeast, you buy premix, and then this flour. Just yeah. talking bread. Yeah. People, what people don't understand is that they think bread it takes twenty minutes to make bread. Yeah. If you are alone, bread takes three hours to make. Yes. And I'm talking about twenty loaves. Yeah. If your oven takes uh, four pans of of five loaf bread. Yeah. It takes three hours. Because this first uh, 20 minutes, you can say, of putting uh, the ingredients together, you know, your flour, your premix, your yeast, and uh, the water, putting in, and then it takes 10 minutes to 12 minutes mixing. Yeah. And then after that, you, 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 you cut it into equal um, sizes. For example, your Sasko or whatever, would be 700 gram. So what you don't know is that that 700 gram written there on the on the plastic, yeah. when they put it on the scale, it's not 700 gram, it's actually more because when you put it in the oven, uh, the, the heat, it eats the water yeah. away. So it's probably 760, 750 yeah. in the AA when, when they're cutting it. After that, it goes into the prover. There it takes 45 minutes to an hour just raising. Yeah. Depending on how the, the quality, of course, of the flour and yeast you're using, and then after that it goes into the oven for another forty-five minutes. 
<laughs> okay, so wait. The the seven fifty you wait before you put it in the before you put it in the pan. In the pan, okay. Oh yeah, before you put it in the pan, you have to grease the pan as well. Yeah. With, with uh, pan release oil, grease it, and it's not just cooking oil. There's a special oil for those uh, that you use to to do, you know, to dress the the pans. Then you put it in the prover. Yeah. The prover, man. Yo, if you can see, I'm. I'm sweating or I don't know, I'm just shining because yeah. the whole kitchen is moist because yeah. of the prover. It's moist. Warm water or moist, whatever you want to call it, before it goes into the oven. When it goes to the oven, you still have to turn it every, okay, before the last 15 minutes. You turn it so that the ingashi on the one side, the, 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 the heat, it will equal. Uh, for all the loaves, yeah. So that's the process, and then after that, it needs to cool down. And that uh, and that takes how long? For it to cool down, that depends, because now that's when people start coming in. They get my bread. In the morning, everyone gets it hot, until this time. Then when it starts resting, and then they come. Gang, 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 gang. Then in in the afternoon, they still get it hot. They used to yeah. it hot in Netherlands. Yeah. Hot bread. But with bread, obviously, it's always nicer when it's the warmer, the, the better, isn't the warmer, it? The warmer, the better. And the fresher as well. Yeah, right? yeah. Just eat, eat it with margarine. No need for sandwich. And just put margarine. You in don't have tea. to put lettuce <laughs> in that. Just, you know. Yeah. No cheese as well. Just uh, just uh, margarine, butter, man. All right. And then after that, and then you obviously package them, right? Yeah, package it. Um, how how are you doing with sliced bread in terms of do you is there a demand for sliced bread or do you just sell it before it's before it's sliced? I, I sell it before sliced. Yeah. Not many people want it sliced. Only the brown bread people prefer it sliced. Yeah. But as I say, the, the thing with my bread or the neighborhood I'm around, they get it hot. Yeah. So you can't cut it while it's hot. They get it hot. They want it now. Now while it's still hot. If they get there, it's not hot. They're disappointed, but they love it because it's still soft. And yeah. They get it straight from the oven. I'm saying from the oven, goes onto the table, even before I package it. Yeah. Go and out, goes out. out. Yeah, even before I package it. Things that go, that takes days, you can say are the rolls, the buns, the cinnamon rolls, you know. Yeah. Those are things that they don't get hot. But the bread moves hot. So you, you, also, you also make the, the rolls as well? Mm. Um, are you sourcing anything um, in terms of like is there like a are you are you sourcing like croissants or something or you just sell what you make I sell everything I sell I make yeah there's nothing I get which is fully done everything I sell I make it's easy to make these things you know it's shocking how easy it is to make the only thing you, you just need the patience and the finesse but it's very very easy yeah very very easy to make well there you have it kids um it's main street podcast we, we, we are we are pulling the curtain on everything <laughs> everything it's main street because that's the name of the, the the podcast we are main street because you'll find everything down the streets you know there's a bakery here yeah, there's a comedy show there's a, a music uh there's a, a movie theater everything is here um so that uh, you out there can aspire to follow follow your dreams. 
because not everyone is going to be an influencer. I've, I've noticed yeah. that everyone wants to wants to be in front of the camera mm. a lot mm. and stuff. Um, and speaking of cameras, you know, <coughs> sorry to go off topic a bit. I've been looking at the trajectory of how technology is moving. With this, there's now this metaverse that's coming in, and it's moving fast abroad. And I don't know, I haven't checked here in South Africa if have you heard about. Well, people, people, I think people are familiar with with obviously Facebook being renamed. Uh, well, the and thing falling is under Meta, right? Yeah. It's called Meta. Yeah, Meta. And and other and, and other apps like WhatsApp and mm. Instagram and stuff. Um, but share 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 with the peoples the 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 what Metaverse means. I I don't really know deep into it, but as far as I know, it's it's a whole world, bruh, digital world. I thought social media was already digital. Yeah. But apparently, with this thing, it goes far beyond because it's even a fashion industry yeah these fashion walks and um what do you do art galleries they are now done on on metaverse so it's sort of like a zoom but with those vr things okay. yeah, you Virtual, yeah, yeah you actually in a different world and digitally yeah. <laughs> sort of exist digitally yeah. things you saw in sci-fi movies actually happening now and <clears throat> I I saw Zuck, uh, what's his name Mark Zuckerberg speaking and uh, about this thing way back I think 2019 2020 yeah. thinking about it uh, I thought it's no this guy is, <laughs> this thing is unrealistic but the way I'm seeing it now after changing the the name here, Facebook, the company name into Meta. It is happening. You should check it out on YouTube. The, the Meta, big brands, Gucci or Louis Vuitton, yeah. they are hosting their their events on Metaverse. And hence I'm, say, I'm asking what is it, is it moving in South Africa? Because it's confusing to me. I'm all things tech, you know me. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. still, I don't get it. How does this, how does it generate revenue for anyone? We are not there to feel the texture of, of yeah. whatever they are selling and showcasing the art, but it's pushing. Uh, it's, uh, especially also this thing here, what is this thing? The NFTs. It's also something that's moving crazy. Yeah. I think it's non, non what? Non, um, non-fungible token. Non-fungible token. Yeah, so, I, I I think the NFTs are, are, are we are grasping it here uh, a, a little bit better than than and the metaverse, like, yeah, yeah. And virtual reality and stuff. Um, but it, it's it's very entertaining. I mean, our, our, our when I was at Comic Con, they they had a few of those where they are more interactive. You go into a garden, for instance, with your virtual reality <laughs> thing, and you just experience the world right, right there. We also had uh, some Avengers uh, type of yeah. um, interactive games where you know you are in there in virtual. Re- so you basically don't have to leave the, the comfort of your couch. 
and still attend the fashion show. I think that's where we're headed. Um, that's what's confusing me. How is that interesting? Well, it's interesting <laughs> if you... <laughs> You do look goofy when someone is watching you do that. <laughs> you do look goofy, but when you are experiencing it yourself, it's all, it's almost as though you are you are in there. You are in because the the one that I ha I did with a with a, a botanical garden, mm. you know, you you could move around, you can you know play with plants and stuff. And we did another one with dinosaurs, and it felt like a dinosaur is breathing, you know, in front in front of you, you know. Um, I think that's where we headed. Uh, ultimately, we're gonna watch movies on a, on our faces. You know, yeah. stuff will be beamed into our eyes. So everyone will be like Iron Man. <laughs> well, no, they'll but they'll watch. <laughs> It'll, maybe they'll feel like Iron Man, but it's more virtual reality for me. Um, I found it to be, of course, it's very interactive, but it's more about the experience. Of being there on the beach or wherever the the thing is mm. is, is set, um, the art gallery. I don't know, man. Um, I suppose you, there, there, there there is a way that even the pieces themselves will be scanned, mm. you know, in such a way that you can actually go and feel them, and and if yeah, you, yeah, yeah. it'll and come close to it, although you're not there and stuff. Sure. You know, so it it is interesting. Um, uh, in terms of like uh, commercializing it, I think m most of it is more of just uh, the people who are supplying the equipment for it, mm -hmm. the people who are developing them, mm -hmm. the the the, the world. Because mm -hmm. you have to create a, a world. Yeah. You have to start from scratch and yeah. start from a grass, add a tree, and all those things. Uh, it's very exciting for me from a storytelling perspective because mm -hmm. um, although I'm not I'm not thinking about that right now but there are things like visual, visual effects who are who are like a star right now mm. in in television or in film they are like a, a big star right now because you can you know create whatever we saw with game of thrones yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> that's exciting because yeah. it means people can still experience um something that big whether they are watching from their tv or they are in actually a theater but as you said, we're now moving to a point where I'll, I'll be in a concert in my couch. I mean, yeah. And, and it makes it easier for inventors and um, these digital creators. Because if you look at our generation, we'll be, we are those guys. First of all, look at how, how Spider-Man went i mean the revenue that they got yeah in just the first week was mind-blowing yeah. it became the highest uh, performing movie yeah it's second in history uh, i mean over the weekend and it, yeah. it, it it makes sense because we grew up li loving spider-man and superman yeah. and i i don't know whether to give them credit or just to say it was a spontaneous thinking I don't know if they actually thought it through, but if we are to bring back their superheroes. Spoilers if you haven't seen Spider-Man, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> no, let's not spoil anything. So, um, have you seen it? You've seen yeah, it. You I've seem seen like it. You've, you sound like you've seen it. Um, yeah, man, uh, I really enjoyed it. I think I'm going to see it again. I don't know. I think I'm going to see it again. Um, for me, it was very emotional. There was very there were a lot of emotional That's what I'm moments. saying. It, they, these guys, they played it very well because 
things we watched back then which were not as touching yeah they it, it all comes back and it's now such a big deal yeah it's a big deal because it's cool knowing spider-man and this guy is evil but now we are grown up and we know different experiences yeah seeing it now it's, 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 it's quite different they did a good job man they did a good job i think they're still gonna rake in the money because I, they probably still have my money you know <laughs> because you know i still want to uh, buy a ticket i also want to take my wife with because we, i didn't see it with my wife yeah um so that you know she, she can see it it yeah. was there was so much retribution so much you know it's it, it, it was like a closing i don't think it's a it's a, a closing of a chapter but it felt mm. like a a, clo- a a closing of something where you you know you, you got exactly what you want mm. you got exactly mm. what you i wanted i wanted retribution for an earlier spider-man andrew garfield okay who um whose girlfriend gwen stacy passed away you know mm, 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 you know mm, mm. so i wanted that you know but I, I i got it i'm not gonna say too much from <laughs> the movie <laughs> but you just better watch it but you know those things are still gonna we're still gonna get those kind of experiences man mm. um that uh not you no one can take that a, a, away man I mean, look, look at you, saying You watched Spider-Man when you were a child. You're watching Spider-Man married. Now you want to watch you be the wife. And your kids are going to watch it. I mean, I'm, I'm loving that that perspective of it. With it. From childhood to fatherhood. Yeah. Now we're connecting with our children. Yeah. With the same heroes. Yeah. It's, it's multi-generational. Yeah. Yeah, no, man. Uh, uh, well, I'm I'm more of a Superman fan, but I did watch Spider-Man when I was growing up, um, and kids, even merchandise as well. You see, kids, yeah, on mm. on you know events, company, yeah. company um, yeah. owners, yeah. when they do their flyers, yeah. you see the cakes of Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. They have like Spider-Man themed mm. uh, parties. Yeah. So. It, it, it's still gonna grow we're still gonna they're still gonna get uh, the the young ones who are gonna also grow up seeing this new spider-man now mm. um and then they grow up and introducing their kids to a new a newer version of spider-man, Spider-Man in 50 years time it's very probably nice, on man. metaverse <laughs> <laughs> probably then they'll be beamed into their eyes man. they'll be watching spider-man right into their into their into their glasses yeah. or something you know but it's a very nice experience um, we, we live in a very interesting time. And I know that, you know, we have people on YouTube, on YouTube who are watching and listening and they are much younger than us and they, they haven't really experienced the transition mm. of technology, mm. you know. Mm. Um, that's why I was saying earlier that some of, you need to follow your dreams even if it's not glamorous. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> Th- that's why even you are here to to... We are pulling the curtain so that people know that you know my dreams are valid. They don't ha- always have to. Sometimes you have to just be the customer. Mm. Sometimes you have to be the viewer. Mm. You don't always have to be um, the one that gets the glory. I mean, uh, owning a business is not a very glorious thing. Mm. Uh, most mm. of the time, you are putting out fires and stuff. Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> you are putting out fires. Most of the time. But if it's your passion, you must go for it, you know. Yeah. But if if content creation is your passion, that's also fine. And in, in light of pulling the curtain, people know already. If you've seen this, you know we are doing this at M Studios. 
in Newtown. So head on over to mstudios.co.za and they have all the cool stuff, man, that makes this whole thing possible. Um, if not, just subscribe and just keep, we'll, we'll keep bringing the stuff to you. We'll keep bringing the stuff to you, man. Um, uh, don't worry, very soon we're gonna talk to uh, someone who works here. We've, we've already met Slim, um, who, who has been facilitating our podcast mm -hmm. since the beginning. Um, you know, we, we, the gear is picking up now, so soon we're gonna meet other people as well um last episode you went here uh we had um a freshly squeezed guy who <laughs> makes all these coffees by yeah. the way so check him out at freshly squeezed guy on instagram um or if you are around Joburg, come to newtown, newtown and you see his coffee shop yeah. dreams are just being being uh, coming through left right and center so it's important you also get on that yeah it's and important to go for it man and go for it for that dream. Go for your dream. I mean, that's why it's your dream. It's not anyone. It's not your mom. It's not your dad. It's your dream. So, <laughs> give me the lowdown on the process before you took the step, man. Um, um, like you said, something that has been on the in the pipeline for for a long time. Just like with me leaving corporate to focus on my career. Mm. How was that for you? How was it? Uh, how was it? How? Yeah, like how how was that? Um, especially when when it came to taking that leap of like I'm gonna do this thing. It was unreal, to be honest. Because at that time, looking at who I was, I wasn't the type of guy to. You know me. I'm I'm an introvert. I'm always behind the scenes. Yeah. To come out and do something this risky. It was unreal. Bold. Yeah, it was it, it, it was a bold move on my part. It was unreal to face people and saying, I'm selling bread. <laughs> I remember the first day marketing the bread. I was a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, fortunately enough, I had pillars, you know, who I could lead on who did this already. And that's how it started was, I was very interested in marketing. And I was researching and doing all things marketing. So I met um, this guy who's my mentor, bakery mentor, and I asked him, I want to actually open a, a pizza place, not a bakery. Yeah. I want to open a pizza place. But when I was doing my research and all these things, so I saw it was okay. You have to start somewhere. If you have nothing, you have to start low yeah. to, you know, and have your milestones. And what I've asked him is, can I market your place and can I help you with your marketing? And you teach me all things baking. Yeah. Because he knew how to make pizzas. I said, I'll push your pizza and you help me how to make a pizza. <coughs> now, did all the marketing, it was going well. As I was learning this thing, I thought, no man, there's money in bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So much money here. Then I learned, I learned, I learned. I enjoyed making the bread. And then out of the blue, the question he asked me was, what was my plan? I told him my plan. And 
my vision. And then things happened so fast. I started opening my own shop and he helped me out. But I don't know how I actually got to the point where I was looking for a place. Yeah. Things were, that's what I'm saying. It's, it was unreal. It was just, I just saw myself go for it. Yeah. Once, you take, once you take that once you, once you take that step, man, yeah. things just happen. They move. And then next thing you day. And the funny thing, I started it to fail because this was not the main thing. Yeah. Bakery was not the main thing. Surprisingly, I became very good at it. Yeah. That today when he sees my bread, it's like, no way. Yeah. Your bread is better than mine. You're, you're competing now. I'm competing. <laughs> well, oh, that guy sells a lot of loaves. But yeah, yeah, but my bread is, he loves my, he would prefer my bread than his bread. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's how good is he it says like, I am. Is it like m- cooking a meal that, you know, you prefer someone else who cooked it? Something like that? Not exactly. I think he's 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 too he's too experienced that he he doesn't put too much passion into it when he's yeah. making the bread. That's why he sees himself when he was doing proper bread then. Yeah. Because he that's what he's always says, yeah, I have to do my bread better like I used to. Like yeah. Yeah, so it's one of those things. So that that process it was it was unreal you don't see it when it happens you never see it it just happens and then you look back and you're like oh it happened oh yeah you, you that's why the process what you see is yourself changing yeah from from my experience i see myself changing who i was and who i am now totally different people i love who i am now and yeah. um who's this artist i think it's Billy Eilish who said if you don't hate who you were yesterday then you're not growing yeah I didn't understand that statement but now I think I think it's true if you still love who you were back then 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 <laughs> you're not growing you're not growing so it's powerful stuff man yeah it's powerful stuff um and also you know I know a lot of a lot of us like to proclaim certain things about ourselves mm. but some of it is true i mean spoken speaking about being an introvert mm. you know you probably know yourself as an introvert and i know you as an introvert mm. but being able to step out of that it shows that you know you're no longer the same person mm. well you, you are the same person but you've grown you are you are a better version yeah especially when you need to when you need to step out mm-hmm you you need to uh let go of those inhibitions and stuff yeah. like that mm. and that's why confidence is important you know one of the things that i i value in life is confidence because mm. yeah sure when i'm when i'm in my own zone i can be an introvert mm. but when it's time sometimes yeah. to step out i have to and there's just no other way so it, it, it it's 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 either i do or you know i fail exactly Exactly. I and I feel like some most of the times we unconsciously make excuses. Being an introvert does not mean you can't win at things that introverts or whatever you call them win in, win in. Yeah. You know, it's just an excuse for me to stay in a place where I'm comfortable. 
Like yeah. you said, you know that you can be an introvert in your own space, but when you have to come out, yeah. you have to. And I don't know who said this, but uh, I think one of the statuses that we always watch, someone said, being a man is uh, knowing that you have to do what you have to do or doing yeah. what you have to do. Because doing what you like or doing everything else, you're just a boy. Yeah. You know, so I, that, what I'm trying, the point I'm trying to make is that going for your dream, it requires you to put aside excuses more than anything. Yeah. Put aside excuses. You know, people say, I'm like this. That's an excuse. That's an excuse. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> that's an excuse. No, I can't do this because me nangi inje. Yeah. Yo, 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 yo. And we hear a lot, especially in social media, a lot of people, things, uh, people who don't want to lose weight, mm. say, I know my family is like this, or, you mm. know, it, it, it's, it's the genes or yeah. something like that. Yeah. We've come up with obviously much, we think it, they are smarter excuses, but they are, mm. excuse, they are excuses. Yeah, excuse because as long as you are not getting off the couch, you are not growing. Exactly. Um, even, I mean, a lot of people in relationships do the same thing, mm. or who are not in relationships, they're like, no, they don't want to have kids, or um, mm. they don't want to get married, as mm. if someone is proposing. <laughs> some people, <laughs> some people are like, I don't want to get married, as if there are guys lining up <laughs> to give them a ring. But, um, but we've come up with a lot of excuses on why not to do things. Mm. We are not very mm. smart on how, how to do things. Yeah. We are smart on why, why not, not to, to do <coughs> things. Which um, I think it, it, it's, Sad, it's, pulling, it's pulling a, a, lot of, a, a lot of our generation back. Yeah. And even yeah. the younger generation as mm. well. Um, uh, because, you know, they are, they are not getting healthier. Mm -hmm. They are not getting wiser. Others mm. are not getting educated, you know. Look, just because Casper Your Vest has money making music, mm. you know, doesn't mean you probably an accountant. Maybe you need to yeah. go to school to be an accountant. Mm. We can't all be the superstars, I think. Um, and I like what you touched on, which is the, the failing part, because initially, you know, when you start, there's a, mm. th th those problems. Uh, that you encounter those challenges that you encounter um we are so afraid to fail as mm. well we just want instant now mm. people are mm. praying you know there are people who are praying to win the lotto mm. instead of just working very hard mm. to maybe get the same money you'd get from a lotto but that you would have earned yeah. from your hard work and stuff so the excuses the excuses need to stop guys you know um there are investors who will not invest in a project if you've never failed. Yeah. That's the thing about failure. You may have the most perfect business plan, business everything, and then propose it. To, they'll ask you one question. What have you failed on before? Yeah. If you're saying you've never failed, no, the chances no. are you wouldn't get it because the fear is that the risk would be that this would be your first failure. And then we have to invest money in something that would be your first failure. Do, do, you, do you watch Succession? I want to watch it. That's a, that's a quote from one of the... I want to watch one it. Of the, this the I got from Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Is it? Oh, now. yeah, yeah. Mm. I have the Shark Tank DVD, actually. Yo, for my kids. I love it. Uh, <laughs> my kids loved it. 
And then I got it. And, and the thing about Casper, you know, I've heard a lot of people as well, especially in, in, in the industry of entertainment. They don't want to go to school. I'm not pro for not going to school. And I'm not against it. Just as you said, everyone has their own path. What I know is that Casper will take his children to the best schools ever. Yeah. With that money he made. Yeah. He won't say, because I didn't go to school, my kids will not go. He'll take them to the best scholar that costs uh, 200000 a year. Yeah. And then we're here saying, no, I don't want to go to school. So even someone who, who didn't go to school, who ended at, what, grade 11 or whatever, he still, have, still knows that education is important. Sure. So it's that, again, that, that whole thing of wanting to take shortcuts. I didn't go to school because I didn't, I didn't have the money. You know, after matric, <laughs> my dad looked at me straight in the eyes and he was like, yeah, hmm, I think you need to go to Jersey, man. Go see your aunt or something. <laughs> That's how I ended up here. But, you know, if, if, if the means are there, if your parents are there um, or whatever, yeah, take that opportunity, man. And it also helps when you do your passion that you also studied for, that you are accredited at. Um, I mean, a lot of people that, you, that we celebrate today their their work might look flashy, but they also there's also founded in education. Mm. A lot of actors have degrees in drama. Mm. You know, a lot of musicians have sound engineering, so they know how to put beats up and and stuff mm. like that. So, um, yeah, man, the excuses need to stop, guys. Excuse and Rihanna, to stop. Rihanna, Rihanna graduated from Harvard or something. Rihanna, yeah. imagine, imagine. So when she's showing her stuff and whatnot and whatnot uh, to to each their own, <laughs> but uh, you must know that at the foot of it, at the foundation, is a lot of education. So the music comes out, the video might be nice and whatnot and the and twerking and stuff, mm. but the music mm. it comes from someone who has studied this thing and who who has <clears throat> who has uh, learned. And also the nice thing about education, I don't know why we even have to talk you into, into education, is that, you know, the, the stuff is compressed. A lot of the stuff that, you know, you would have been encountered before, uh, the whole, a lot of the failures. So you are, you are learning more on the, based on the successes, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. so that you don't have to go through the same failures as the person who wrote the book, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So um, honestly, man, let's, let's stop the, the excuses. Let's go. To, let's go to school, especially if we have the means, you know. Mm. Um, and let's not look at people who didn't uh, go to school. It could be circumstantial. Who knows? Who others, you know. I know there are people, obviously, you know, who are athletic. Find that maybe school isn't for them, mm. uh, uh, really. But not everyone, man, is gonna be a striker. Hey. Not everyone. You, go, you gotta need defenders. You gotta need. The lawyers we need the we need the accountants the auditors of that club we need exactly mm. so um i think the instant gratification thing is mm. what's it's what it is what's um uh killing the new generation mm. and and last week there was a tournament there in middlelands zone 10 and while i was you know doing my deliveries i would pop in or pop by and watch the game so some of my customers are there go 
chill and talk to them. What they say, man, is how difficult it is to get in a club, like a proper professional club, like your yeah. pirates or petty chiefs sometimes. And they're saying with all these guys in this tournament, um, there were obviously people from those clubs, they came to select a few Scouts. candidates. Yeah. They're saying how difficult it is to get in the club. You'll find there's so many teams, young teams in townships. Yeah. All of them, they're good, 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 excellent players. Yeah. Very good, skillful players, but to get in a club, it's very difficult. So it's it's not for everyone. I'm not saying I'm not crushing anyone's <laughs> dream, but we need to be realistic. Mm. You know, it's not for everyone. I mean I think I was good in soccer as well. I was a goalkeeper for a long time. Mm. But I could also score goals and stuff. <laughs> but you know, mm. I'm not hung over the fact that I wasn't I didn't make it pro because I found my calling yeah. and stuff. So, um, yeah, not everyone is going to make it there. Not everyone is going to make it there. Look at, um, I, I heard reports that Steve Compella went to Turkey to play. He was a player. Steve Compella was a player. Mm. Uh, was a was a captain, Bafana Bafana pe- captain. I think he was the first black Bafana Bafana captain. Right? He went to play football in Turkey. So, and, um, they liked his uh, commentary so much, and then he started going behind the scenes mm. and analyzing, you know, um, before, you know, eventually yeah. became a coach, you know. Wow. So, yeah, not not everyone is going to have that mm. kind mm. Of, uh, of career. But, you know, you know, you, uh, the thing is, we, we, you know what you need to do. You know what you need, you know what your calling is. You might try, if you like, you know, cutting up, pieces of cloth and stuff or changing and altering dresses you know where you belong <laughs> you know you, you no one has to tell you that oh, i know you know this this thing of taking dresses and cutting them but and then why do you run away from it is it because it doesn't look glorious no it's 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 um it's um it's it's laziness mm. it's mm. laziness because you know that once you are once you are in it, it's real. It's real, and there's and and, and now everyone around you is gonna hold you accountable yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Especially your mm. parents. You know, um, there's a there's a show that Utebuko actually made a cameo on. It's called The Household Zwitter on mm, yeah. on uh, on ETV. ETV. I'm loving that show. Um, the main character there, I don't know if she's a main character, but I think it's the main character. Is this child who loves fashion so much, but mm. the the dad wants wants her to do accounting, you know, and there is a point where, you know, they in a, in a disagreement. She she they they and the dad ends up saying, okay, no, follow your passion, mm. you know. And from then on, there is obviously those nerves of like, okay, if I'm getting blessings from everyone and stuff, mm. now I have to prove. It. That this is my calling, in fact, you know, mm. um, and that is what people are scared of. They are scared of the expectation. Mm. They are scared mm. of the expectation. Rather, let me have a, let me have a villain in front of. Let me have an obstacle so that I can make an excuse mm. that I didn't Excuses. make it as this because my dad didn't want me to do this. So if your dad says, 
No, no, no. Go ahead. What do you want? You want to do what? Do it. Now there's an expectation to say, you know. Uh, it becomes real. So we shouldn't, um, we shouldn't uh, be afraid of the expectation. Um, there's a guy who said that, that don't lower your standards. Just mm. up your expectations. Mm. Um, and <coughs> I remember when, when, I, when I saw that quote, I, I, I remembered it when recently I, I, I saw in, in news headlines saying that the um, the me, the metric results aren't gonna be published anymore yeah, in the newspaper. Mm. They're gonna, um, uh, you know, inten- infringing on people's privacy and stuff like Where that. Where was this law? <laughs> Where was this when we were waking up at five to go Where to a garage to look for now? a newspaper? The first newspaper Things out there. Now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So again, you're trying to mask the. The, the the that thing of an expectation because you know when when I was in metric and I know that even now the same thing happens to matriculants is that you are not treated the same you mm. are treated with that thing of you know go and you go and do it mm. you know go it's and do it you get all of your, your st- stationery mm. like you don't you are not held back mm. well a lot of us I mean there are people who are struggling but a lot of us uh, get to metric and it's like a big celebration because now what's ha- what's going to happen is ultimately at the end of that is going to be an expectation that all this support was for something so now not showing the the, the results you are now trying to <laughs> to run away from the the disappointment or the the, fa- the the expectations that are not met, which you, you are sort of like encouraging. Mm. You are encouraging kids not to do well because there's no, um, there isn't that factor of disappointing your parents or mm. disappointing yourself because no one's going to see, I, I suppose, unless you're, you're only your family. Is gonna is gonna be able to see. So I was very disappointed about that. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. To me, it was to me it was just exciting that that whole thing. The results are out and yeah. people are waking up and it, it was just it was it built a community. It built you know something to look forward to. This person was working all year. Let's go and celebrate them regardless of the results yeah you know because not all results were they met expectations but at the end of it we celebrated with you caught your metric or oh, i caught my metric yeah. that's the experience I, I've, I've encountered yeah people were celebrated regardless of of, of the results you took the journey up to this far so now that you didn't make it as well as we we'd hoped Let's think of alternatives. Let's think of a way forward. Yeah. To many of, of, of us, it was like that, you know. But now, it's sort of a private thing. There's no, you, you, you shut out the whole community well, based on the law, which I don't know where it comes from. I don't know what to say about well, that. Well, they're saying that it's, uh, it's uh, infringing on, it's, uh, you know, the Poppy Act, personal yeah. informa- uh, protection of personal information. And that's what they are linking it to. But it's not really. I mean, a few years ago. How, how, 
Please explain this to me. A few years yeah. ago, the the education department lowered the pass rates, right? Mm, bad move, by the way. To uh, I think pass mark was thirty percent, mm. which is I think a standard grade. I don't know if if there is a, a higher grade or that is higher grade, but uh, the the pass mark was thirty percent. Again, lowering the standards mm. so that you know a lot of kids can pass through, but with, without you know putting an effort into the actual knowledge mm. of of these students. And now, hiding the 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 results means now you can pass with distinction privately, or you can fail privately. There isn't that thing that's pushing you to do well now. Mm. Mm. Because if your name isn't showing up on the on the thing, we knew. It, everyone knows that you didn't you didn't you do make well. it. Yeah, and as much as obviously we're not <coughs> saying that um, it's it's okay for people to be vilified or judged if they didn't. Um, I suppose you would be judging yourself either way mm. if your name didn't show up on the newspaper. Um, there are kids who also took their own lives. From mm. from the from the pressure. Not to be ignorant of that as well. Yeah. Mm. So, um, it, it 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 does get it does get complicated around the edges. But mm. the standard is that you know if you do well, you're gonna pass. If you don't, you're gonna fail. Mm. Whether you feel how you feel about it at the end, it still doesn't change the fact that you know no no child has gone to school and studied and was dedicated, mm. but failed at the end. It's not a, a lack of the draw. Yeah. At the end, you you write exams and you write them throughout the year until the last the last year. So I think it's a very bad move. I think, um, but man, our government has been making bad moves, bro. I was looking at the standard of private schools. Check out their websites. Go to Saint Mary's, Saint John's, Saheti, Bikuros, yeah. and look at the kids there. Obviously, we can give them the benefits of the kind of education they are getting, the kind of special attention they are getting. You know, you go there, you see children doing... This This is where I have a problem with it. Those... Um, I, I, I had a little brother who was at Saheti. He passed, I think, two, two years ago. He's doing his second year this year. Man... Those people work. Yeah. We say they're getting special attention, special. They work. <laughs> yeah. At school by six, half past six, doing sports. Yeah. Then uh, school starts. Then after sports again, an extra curricular and all those things. Yeah. But the thing is, where I'm getting at, they did nine to ten subjects, including your AP maths, yeah. including Greek, <laughs> Spanish, Spanish, and whatever. Yeah. Ne? on those 9 to 10 subjects you find that um, if the, if, uh, the metrics are the total number of metrics is like 90 you'll find 70 of those children they have distinctions on 6 of those subjects mm. I, it, be, it being IEP of course they have distinctions on, on 6 and more mm. subjects but it's 9 subjects and I'm counting AP meds on top of that. So, I don't know what 
how to feel about about it what's it so those who have the money to go to those schools um and those distinctions bro i'm not talking about you know inside especially in Sahiti, this boy would come back at home and be like didn't do well in my math test how much did you get 85 percent yeah and you ask yourself what is the standard of of the school yeah and then here we come and we say 30 percent is a pass how will those people compete how will they compete bro they can't while amanye they're saying their standard their average in the class there's there's three there's three groups categories the low the average and the high the high is those ones who getting 98 only yeah and then average is is 75 to 90 then the low is your 52 so i don't get it i don't get why can't we do something special as as as, as a government or as the public s- uh, sector to close that gap because the gap is too much and how why can't we take the ideas from these private schools how do they make in education so interesting that these people they want to learn and it's not like i'll tell you something when you go to these private school they play more than they they put in the work when you come to us for you to get that 80 percent bruh yeah. you put in the work more than you are taught yeah. there <clears throat> excuse me that the teacher teaches a bit and gives extra care and then you just put play your part okay yeah. if you just play your part you won't make it quite as good you'll make it over 60 but yeah. to get that distinction you have to put in the extra work you know i think i think it's um again setting the standard very high you must when you are when you are a a student when you think if i get 49 percent i'm gonna fail you're gonna work very hard to make sure that you get at least 50 above and that's like minimum right Mm. that's like minimum Mm. or 60 there are other you know those postgraduates and, and whatnot where you need to get even higher than that so when you put the bar very high there are gonna be there a lot of a lot of kids are gonna want to climb yeah yeah bar yeah and exceed yeah, that bar. yeah but if you put it very very low we, we relax i can get there I can get anyone there. can get there 30 what was the 30 yeah again the whole thing of there's special attention. I get it. There's fewer people in the class. Mm. In my matric group, there was 58 of us. Mm. 58 of us in in one class. But we still had distinctions. My friend got his distinction. I got a, a, matri- a merit. Mm. So, you know, there's D, M, and then and then there's exemption. Mm. I got a merit. I didn't get the distinction. Um, but my friend got a distinction. In st- in spite of all of that mm. and there's few people that actually failed um metric of the 58 but then your, your pass mark was not 38 like you believe yeah exactly and that and that's and that's why and that's why it's it's so easy and also um it doesn't help the students because universities aren't lowering the bar Bruh. instead they're taking words now taking it. it's very difficult to get into it if you only your english yeah English pay, Senzo. If English is not on 60, 
on the dot. Yeah. It's a straight no. No uh, waiting list or whatever. It's a straight no. I had a friend got distinctions in maths, physical sciences, and I think life sciences, and a 58 in English. Direct no from vets. Standards, instead, they're going up. They're going up. So, fine, you're going to meet the low bar of 30%. But then, what are you going to do after that? Because you need points. Mm. Um, you need points. You need points to get onto. And this thing, I like it because they give it to you much earlier, before you even go to the actual university mm. to register and whatnot. In just the, what's, what do you call this thing? Prospectors. Prospectors, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if the kids get prospectors now. They do. But the prospectors tell you, okay, this is how the point system Mm. works. This is how many points you get. And you tell you everything. You need to meet a certain um, total Mm. for this um, program, this module, whatever, whatever, this degree, whatever. So you see it very early on, before you even do the (laughs) applications, the application stuff, you see very on, very early. If you Actually, the year before, yeah. Able to so, um, it, it also doesn't help the students either way. Yeah, they'll pass, but you know they don't know anything first and foremost. And on top of that, they can't get into they can't get into university, and then then they're gonna struggle. And then there's this part where our teachers always remind us with whether you fail or you pass, I still get paid. I was thinking <laughs> about <laughs> that. Yeah. But your teacher told you that. Ah, constant reminders, not only in one school. Yeah. All the schools have been yet. Not me directly, but then, you know, when the class is yeah. just being naughty and stuff, they tell us, what to guys, you the guys don't want to listen. Me now, whether you pass or whether you fail. I'm thinking to myself, what to okay. So, what are educators being paid for, actually? To yeah. teach, G. They're just paid to relay information, make sure you understand. Yeah. That's what they're being paid for. Whether you pass or you fail, it's not on them. Uh, come back again next year and, and do still the same get, thing yeah. over and over. You know, when I was growing up, I had a friend of mine, Blues. Uh, shout out to Blues, man. Who Blues was in the same, it was, a, was in the same uh, school as my cousin. Uh, and it was a multiracial school. I think it was a private school. And Monday to Thursday, that guy had homework. <laughs> Monday to Thursday, he was playing rugby. He was doing all these sorts of things. Mm. But also, he had homework every day. Only mm. on Fridays did he not get homework. And we got homework once in a while. Mm. Like, once in a while, we got, we got homework. Most of the stuff, sometimes we even do the homework there at school and finish it before we go home and stuff. Mm. That guy had homework where he had to research and stuff. And he still, you know, excuse me, still needed to play sports and stuff. And, and I think one of the things that the government isn't doing very well is is making sure that kids um, are productive, mm. you know, are productive. In my school, we only had volleyball and and soccer, and we had a table a table tennis thing, but uh, that one wasn't competitive. Mm. What else?
things. And I think that's it. Maybe netball or whatever. <coughs> but there, there wasn't an emphasis on athleticism mm. um, and extramural activity. No, there wasn't. So it's very easy to it's very easy to slack. And you start to slack mm. when you are a, a high school kid. When you know school is out and there's nothing else for you to do other than go home, home yeah. or you know experiment in smoking. Mm. It's very easy when when there's there's so much time on your hands. And and to 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 end on what you say, I I'll send you the link. I saw a video from I don't know CNPC or CNN, one of those news channels. The best school in the or the best education system in the world is from is it Netherlands? I think Netherlands. They beat you, the US and your England by far. Yeah. And the schools there, the children are quite educated. And when they ask them what is the secret, they say the secret is no homework. Mm. Don't give children homework. Is it? Yeah. I'll send you the link. You'll see the video. Not give children homework. It's like, no way. It can't be true. Yeah. And they do. Per, I think per, per learner, they do. It fascinates me how people, you know how difficult it is to learn a language. They do three to four languages per learner. Mm. But no homework. No, guys. And they are able to fit this thing into six to eight hours. Yeah. Yeah, no homework and more group activities. And I think um, if, 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 if possible, we might share the link also on the podcast on YouTube. We'll see what the laws say. I don't know what they, they say. But I, I'll show you the, the video. It was incredible, man. No homework. Yeah. Above everything, no homework. Yo, see if you can get more homework. So you have to let the child be a child. That it spikes up their productivity and, and effect, effectiveness. Yeah. Yeah. So now, when you make the child a worker, both at home and at school, yeah, they become flabbergasted. You know. So it adds on what you're saying. Yeah, no, it's 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 interesting, man. It's interesting. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll share that link on, on, on the description. Yeah. Um, uh, check it out. I think, I think the most thing... In, so tell me, <coughs> why, why do you think... I think we touched on this in a previous episode with Debs. Mm. But why do you think there's this big emphasis from the likes of Vets and stuff for English? Remember, when you're getting into the professional professional world you need to be able to write reports and all those things so i think if you don't understand them or you can't because one thing my brother told me he's also in vets is that many people in vets cannot speak english but writing it mm. sure way better than people who actually speak it <coughs> so it, it also your research and your assignments they need to be proper documented and proper uh, well written. Yeah. So, at, when we spoke about this with Tezza, we were speaking about one. First of all, the, just this 
this um, <coughs> hate of I don't know if it's hate, but just just mm. this reluctance for for people to understand that English is a universal language. <laughs> if you are herding cows somewhere in the Midlands of KZN, mm. and you think you are smart, if you can't articulate it, then you're not as smart as you think. English helps you articulate what you know, what, um, how smart you are, if you think mm. you're smart. It's very good at a lot of things. Also, it breaks down <laughs> barriers. There is a lot of people who hate English and, and they say, um, yeah, English is not a measure of intelligence. Yeah, it's not. It's not a measure but of intelligence. But it is an articulation. Of that intelligence which you have. But I, I don't know where it came from. I don't know if it's maybe an African thing or a South African thing, but a lot of people have this um, uh, this hate for the actual language, as if it as if you know it hurts them somehow or it 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 it, it, it limits their progress. Whereas, I mean, if you walk into an interview and you don't mm. know English, I'm not gonna hire. Ah, bro. I don't care if we both speak Zulu. I think that's a. I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but like I'm not sorry to say that it's it's a useless debate to talk about hating English. There's really no reason for it. Yeah. Uh, well, there there are people who hate it uh, out there and stuff, and you know, and also they obviously associated with the origin with with, with um, the original speakers of the language and mm. stuff, and our political you know, mm. mud that we can't seem to get over, right? And people don't get that. This actually benefits you. Yeah, but it, what I think it, it still could change in the next hundred or, it still could change into something else and not be English. Because if you go back in time, it was not English. It le- uh, languages, they develop Greek, Hebrew, Latin, English, yeah. so we are in an era of English. Yeah. Whether you Zulu or Chinese, the global yeah. uh, level of communication is English. And <coughs> it also helps, you know, with communication breaks uh, mm. down the. It breaks down barriers, man. Uh, I mean, we have eleven languages here. I mean, <laughs> including, including English. But imagine if everyone spoke their own language. You wouldn't be able to communicate. But there's barriers. Because there's barriers. I'm speaking this, and its foundation is different to a Sutu language, mm. and you know, and 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 Venda, and, and so on and so on. So I, I I just don't get why the the distaste of the language, whereas the, the language actually benefits you more than mm. that, more than. I always say that even if you can twang, twang as much as you can. As long as you are able to articulate what you want to say, mm. that will get you through the door. But mm. if you don't, go back and hurt cows then. Exactly. exactly. I think my, what I'd like to think is that maybe the dislike comes from our generation being able to speak English more than their native. Yeah. Maybe the dislike comes from the Uta. These kids, the running away from their culture. Yeah. Well, if it was another language, still, it was going to be the same thing. It was going to be the same. Because that's what happens when you break 
down a barrier. A barrier says remain there. Yeah. But if you break it down, you say you're free to cross yeah. and go over as much as you would like. So maybe the dislike comes from that. See, people are running away from knowing their their native cultures more than they do English. But still, if you take a look at it, as we grow up knowing this English, we also come back and ask ourselves, what is, is the Ndebele clan? How is it? Yeah. We now want to know more about our clans and and. And, yeah. and tribes as much as we know english we we, we grow up in we have that sense of origin so yeah. it's not like we run away from it yeah. it's just that period where we are fascinated by the tongue the english and then but as we grow up we come back and say no man i need to know my native unfortunately language. my zulu <coughs> won't help my child uh somewhere i don't know how it will it will communicate with us in at family. home in in in, in, but in, in the professional community. world or out there it won't benefit her very much. It won't. So as much as I, I want my kids to speak the, 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 their, their language, and I, I, I also help them in learning the language, but I still want them to know English. Yeah. I still want them to know English and, and speak it very well and be able to read it. Eloquently. And write it. Mm. Yeah, because I know what's, what's out there. I know what the barriers are out there. I mean, look at this guy. I know many people hate him, but because they, I don't know, of many reasons. Maybe even because of his English. We will see Oh, yeah. That guy's English is so eloquent. And from his young age, yeah. it opened doors to, because he could, you know, he was smart, as he says when he tells his story. He was very, very, very smart. Yeah. And because of him being able to. What 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 did you use express? Yeah, express his his being smart in the same language that, which breaks down the barriers. It opened doors. Yeah, that guy was able to travel, doing travel, public yeah. speaking, and, and stuff. look at again Nelson Mandela. Yeah, I mean, the way oh, in that guy's English when you listen to his interviews. There's one I, I like watching where he's being interviewed. I think in USA, he's. English. Proper stuff. Proper. I think that generation, uh, there were Mr. Mandela. What's f- they had deep understanding of the language. Yeah. I don't know the way they speak it. It's too. Tina, we twang it, we add some vibe to it. Yeah. They speak it. Yeah. You understand? They, yo. They make a point. They make I, a point, bro. I have I have uh, mm. book, the Magna Carta. Yeah. Of explaining oh, exponentiality, it's very nice, and uh, I I like that he's not talking to everyone. I like that he's not talking to everyone. He's mm. talking to the entrepreneur mm. who is in the business for however long a year mm. or whatever. He's not mm. talking to. He's not saying get off the couch. He's not. He's not a motivational speaker. Cause you yeah. He, he is talking to someone who's already made... I love that book. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, you you know, it's also well-researched. Mm. It talks about a lot about ShopRite pick and pay and yeah. how it's grown and the differences and stuff. But I like that he's not talking to everyone. Yeah, that's, that's that, that He set up a, a, a very high bar so that, yeah, if you feel like you don't understand all these challenges, 
keep the book in your shelf, mm. start your business, and after a year, come back, and then you can grow. Mm. I love that. I love that um, there's a certain audience. Remember, I'm a storyteller. Mm. I mean, I believe in, peop- in putting people in a theater and mm. say, watch. Mm-hmm. So I'm not talking to someone who's at the mall somewhere. Okay. No, no. Yeah. These, These ones, yeah. So I love mm-hmm. that book. I love that book. Marketing 101, yeah? have your target audiences and speak to them. When you are presenting, when you are doing presentations or proposals or pitches, one of the, I mean, even if you are doing a business plan, mm. you have to, there is a, a section that talks about your target audience. And this, this is why... Mm, now we're back to business. <laughs> this is why many businesses fail, man. They fail to understand their exact customer. Yeah. You know, when it comes to brand developing and marketing, the one of the key or the core major points there is understanding who your customer is, who your ideal customer is. Who are they? How old are they? Male or female or both? Yeah. Race? You know all those uh, those demographics of 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 your customer. Understanding those things, then speaking exactly to them. So some people they want to speak to everyone, and when you speak to everyone, you're speaking to no one. Yeah. Because not everyone has the same pain points. Yeah. Number two, pain points addressing. Your customer's pain point. If you do not un- address, uh, address their pain point, you won't win because they or they won't take action. That's another thing that uh, people need to focus on when delving into business. Address the pain point of the customer. That causes a person to take action. Yeah. If you don't address the, ta- the, the the pain point, you won't get the action. You'll get okay. This is good, but it's nice. And you see this mostly with with. Uh, insurance companies when they do their adverts yeah. they dress the exact pain point of their customers you know speaking of insurance one company that I know that I know is the living shit out of me but I, I, I totally respect is first for women insurance yeah. have, you, have you seen their adverts ever <laughs> since they started their adverts are so fixed Fem- on their target audience exactly. first Female for women human. the name yeah. so it says it mm. and everything they do fine there are males who are yeah. Also, exactly. Yeah. They get a, a good quote on a on a on a on a insurance, insurance. and they take the it policy. from. But their their main customer, mm. they know them very well. Yes. And they tailor everything to them. I respect that. Sometimes, obviously, I, I get annoyed when I see how good, and also how <sighs> annoying their are adverts good. are, um, especially towards the males, because you know. Ah, they are good, yo. But they are so good, and they're so well done that you know. You, you just can't help but respect yeah. what they do. Yeah, I love especially the, that advert where they, I think, I don't know what happens. She crashes into someone or they crash into her, the lady, and then she starts she's seeing sharks. Yeah. Bruh, the brilliance in that. Right. And then as soon as she remembers that she's with uh, First, First for Woman, yeah. she now sees them as people because she knows someone has the has the back. I'm like, these yeah. people are brilliant. They are brilliant. That's marketing 101 right there. The, their first advert was... <laughs> it was a bunch of guys who looked like they are coming back from a wedding, right? They're dressed in tuxedos, mm. and so I suppose they are taking a piss on the side of the road, right? So one is left behind, 
And when it tries to go back into the car, they keep moving the car like a few meters, like yeah, a few I meters that, away. Like, until eventually the car goes over a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the tagline, but it, it's something like that where, you know, uh, it's, it's telling the women that mm. you don't do this, so, you know, you can rest easy when you're insured and stuff like that. Dude, it's so brilliant. Yo. It's so brilliant. You've got to admire them, so, yeah. Um, you, you you gotta you gotta know your target audience, man. Know who mm. you're speaking to. Mm. Um, mm. Like I said, I, even from from in, in in terms of like in storytelling terms, there I've read a couple of times where they would say that you must find that one person who is gonna stand in the rain mm. to buy your tickets mm. to watch your movie, mm. and then tailor the movie that. to that person. To that person, yeah. Everyone else would start following yeah. but mm. you know who your who that person is yeah and it just makes things very much much easier mm. um than trying to you know speak everyone to, to to everyone mm. so i really like that i really like yeah that. That, that's that's what i always did when i was um you know i also do branding and marketing when i would do brand development for someone I'd ask them those questions. Who are you speaking to? Yeah. Let's create that person. Yeah. Let them live now. Yeah. Do they have children? Do, especially addressing their pain points. If your product does not address their pain point, you've missed it. You've missed it. You've missed it. No, man. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. What, what is stopping you? What is stopping you? Let's say it is putting out all the juice here. <laughs> Um, for you Come to go on. out there and, 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 um, and whatever, man, start your business, or if, if not business, go to school, whatever. The crown jewels are right here, man. It might sound preachy, I know, and a little bit of motivational, but the point is that be inspired because, mm. you know, you can also do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, man. So um, what's 2022 looking like for you, man, before we close? Man, for now, all I can say is bigger and better. And I'm looking forward to more challenges. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hardships more than anything. I'm looking forward to them because I've learned that they actually help me out, become, they take the best out of me. Yeah. They, they keep me on my toes. So I'm coming for bigger this year and that mean what that looks like to me is having a franchise I, that's what I'm talking about I, and I feel like I feel unstoppable <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 such a good, I, a I, good I, feeling I feel unstoppable the, I feel like the only thing that can stop me is me and that's why i look forward to challenges because if i'm not challenged i'll relax yeah yeah so if i this year i need to open another franchise or start another branch or something like that and then eventually then we'll open a pizza shop go back to the original Mm. mission yeah step at a time yeah man Mm -hmm. no man uh, it's exciting. It's exciting stuff. 
and I can tell, you know, <laughs> a twinkle in your eye when you're talking about your business, you know, um, it's, you can only get it from, from a very passionate place. Mm. Uh, you know, when you are doing a, a dead end job, you won't get that twinkle in your eye. Mm. You won't get that glow. You know, mm. I know you said you are, you are shining from the oven and stuff, but you're also <laughs> shining from just speaking about mm-hmm. your passion. So, no, thanks, um, Leseli is looking forward to challenges because when you are challenged, you said what? When you are challenged? Takes out the, better, the best of me. Dude, why yeah. are you not challenged? Why are you not challenged? Challenge yourself. See your limits. You find that actually you don't have a limit. You know, other than mm. flying or whatever. But <laughs> you, you, the best in you is still there and it can come out if you are not challenged. Man. I'm looking forward to just continuing, you know. Mm. Um, I feel like every day I'm just also growing and stuff. Mm. So, and then not in a resolution kind of way, mm. you know. Just looking at a, a year is also a, a fresh start, you know. Yeah. A lot of people like to debunk this whole thing of resolu- uh, resolutions because mm. it's like the, the reference is that I made resolutions last year and the mm. year before. But see it as a fresh start. See it as a way for you to measure. Because if you're not also yeah. measuring what you do, mm. then you are not going anywhere. Yeah. You saying Bolt was measured. He would train. When he's yeah. getting measured, it's okay, mm. you did this in 10.9. His record is what? 10.2 or whatever. So you need to also measure. So it's better to measure from the beginning. After you. You know, mm. it's okay, by the third quarter or by the second quarter, I know how am I doing. Mm. The crown jewel, uh, come on, guys. Come on. Come on. What else do you want? Mm-hmm. Hit the like, the like, subscribe, share. Links are going to be in the description. Um, and check out M Studios, man. If you are a content creator yourself, um, maybe you haven't created content yet, mm-hmm. but the spirit is there. Go to mstudios.co.za and go all the good stuff so that you can uh, get your stuff out there, man. Um, we'll see you again very soon. This was a catch-up session for the new year. Yeah. Uh, we're going to bring some more interesting people. We just have to start the year from inside. You know, mm-hmm. inside. It's not a charity, but you know the saying, so charity begins at home. But we have to start from inside the house um, so that you know when we are here, there's a lot of wheels that are turning elsewhere in, what, in whatever mm-hmm. it is that we're doing. So keep it locked. Uh, we'll see you again next week next week podcast bye bye